This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. 1 Peter chapter number 2, verse number 24 I want to bring you a message today entitled Trees, okay? Trees. Our faith is known as the faith of the book, but as much as our faith is known as the faith of the book, it is also known as a religion or a faith that centers around trees. You know, it all started, uh, the problems of life kind of, you know, centered around these truth this one tree in a garden. We talked about it last night just a little bit, how that when I talked with the children about the power of creation, how that God put many trees in the garden, and there was two very special ones, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and he only said you can't eat of one of those trees. And people had the choice of which they wanted to receive from. And he said, don't eat of that one, though. And they chose the wrong one. And so it started a problem that has run. Well, as much as it ran from there, it ran through time, and it ended up at another tree. And a tree that, well, they put that graphic with that, uh, uh, that cross up there for just a moment. A tree that is much different than this tree. An old, rugged tree that had been cut down, formed into a cross. And there on that tree, Jesus did some amazing things. And our faith is centered around what happened at that tree. The problem started at one tree. It took another tree to make the difference. Today, we're going to learn about even another tree that's important in our lives. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 24 reads, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, this has been the one thing that has flowed throughout this weekend, and I I had no clue when we went into this weekend that this part of the verse was going to be the part that God would use so powerfully, that by his wounds you have been healed. What an amazing thing, that the whole problem started at a tree, and it's at another tree that he would settle the issue, and through what he did on that tree, your wounds. Now, what do you mean by that? Some of you are looking around saying, well, I'm really not, you know, I have no gaping wounds. Some of you might cut yourself trying to get a box open today. Or How many know that those those horrible things, they tie Barbies in boxes are sharp? You know what I'm talking about? Be patient. You try to cut them out, it's going to be a mess. Amen. Your daughter's Barbie has about half the hair it should. Amen. You know, but people get cut, people get hurt, people, you know, uh, I'm not talking about necessarily those kind of wounds this morning, but I'm talking about the wounds that so many people deal with this time of year. You know, I watched as families that are struggling with loss of loved ones and the wound that's there. I've watched as families that are going through major changes. I watched as somebody was just, or listened to someone was sharing with me about how they, what they're going through and how lonely they are right now and the wounds that, that opens for them. Let me just tell you something today. The Jesus that I have come to tell you about, the work that he did on that, that old rugged tree was a work that can change your life and bring healing to you. But not only will he bring healing to you by that tree, but he wants to use another tree also. Let's pray and ask God to open this to us today. 
Father God, I thank you for your word today. I thank you for your power, and I thank you for your presence. And I ask you now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that everyone that's here listening right now in my voice and your spirit are pricking their heart with the pain that they have suffered, the pain that the war that is raging within them that you can heal them. Lord, right now they feel your presence. They feel you touching their heart. Lord, right now minister to them. Lord, I thank you for the healing that's going to occur because of what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, this thing behind me, these things all over the building, this tree, there's been some debate over these trees of late, right? As a matter of fact, one of the big debates was that nothing on that tree said Christmas. And I got to looking about around it, and I thought to myself, you know, we don't have anything that says Christmas on our tree. Well, but everything about this tree screams Jesus. Now, that's what I want to, I want to talk to you about today for just a few moments about the, the, the fact that the cross is the international symbol of our faith, but that Christmas tree is not a holiday tree. Now, I'm not trying to be controversial today. I understand that cultures are meshing at an unbelievable pace and that there's all different uh, things going on this time of year and holidays and those kind of things. But let me just be real plain to you that the world thinks it's masking the message, but if the church would learn the message, we could use this tool to present the gospel in an amazing way. You see, the cross being the tree that began our faith, but the Christmas tree became a symbol of living our faith. It became a symbol of what God wanted to do in us and through us. It became a symbol of the power of God. For you see, originally this was not called a Christmas tree. About 700 years ago, this tradition began. And it began in uh, 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 Europe, and it began in the country of Germany. Go to Mon. It began in the country of Germany there, and they began this tradition of the Christmas tree. And there were several key reasons, but when they, they brought it in, they didn't say we're going to have a Christ mass tree or Christmas tree. They brought it in and it was called the Christ tree. They brought it in as an example of some very powerful truths that, that we need to learn for our lives. And we need to understand that though the world may try to write out the significance of what God can do, God is permeating the darkness and all over the place today, homes that have no clue about the goodness of Christ have the Christ tree up and God is screaming his message out to them. I thought, how amazing. This Christ tree that began uh, 700 years ago was quickly began to morph as people began to bring in this living tree in the middle of this time of year, and they began to bring it in as a, as a celebration of what God could do even in the storms of life. And let me just make that real plain to you from the beginning, that Christ wants you to know that no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what mess you think you have built uh, around you, no matter what problems are surrounding you, there is life in the middle of every deepest, darkest winter that the world cannot snuff out because it's the life that comes from Christ. How amazing. You know, as it began to morph and began to develop, one day somebody got the clue to put lights on the tree. They decided we're going to put tree lights on this tree. And you know who that was? Uh, well, there was this, this great man that many of us have heard quite a bit about. Matter of fact, he got pretty upset one day and he took this piece of paper and he nailed it to a door. All right? 
He'd written all these important things out on it, and he nailed it to the door. And one day, as he, his life had begun to change, as Martin Luther, who I'm talking about, of course, as he began to live out this new faith that he had received in Christ, and Martin Luther's out in the, uh, out in the woods walking and praying, and it's, it's late, late in the evening, and as he's walking and praying in the woods, he looks up through the beauty of the trees, and he, and he sees the stars, and he thinks, listen to what he says, he thinks, how could I bring that beauty in for my children to see what God can do. And so Martin Luther is credited with being the very first one to, to put candles on a Christmas tree because as they were testifying to what God could do in the middle of every winter, they also began to testify to the beauty of what Christ can do if you will allow him into your life. Oh, how amazing. So today, you may not have known it, but the reason that you put lights on your trees, now some of them are funky, all right? Some of them are blinking on and off, and some of them are different colors, and I guess that's just the beauty of the things about Christ, is he's like, you know what? I am what you need me to be no matter what you are or what place you're at in your life, you know? So one of my least liked things about Christmas has been putting the lights on a tree, because the spacing that I like and the spacing that Christina likes are not the same thing. You know, you know, a gap in the middle is not a bad thing, right? So take that back off. So you know how it is. You get dizzy going around and around and around and around. And by the time you get, you're kind of like this. So it takes a little loop, you know? So the beauty of it is I decided that the wisest thing for our house was a pre-lit tree, man. So we get whatever came with the tree. But you make all these decisions and all these things. And, and I just want to talk to you just a few more minutes about the importance of realizing the cross began your faith. But this is a symbol that people are proclaiming all over the world today about living out your faith. Because as much as this tree stays alive, God wants you to know that you have a life in you the world can't put out. As much as the beauty of these lights twinkle and make us feel all the warmth of Christmas, God wants you to know the reason they were placed there is because a father wanted his children to see how beautiful things could be and how it declared the glory of God. And our Heavenly Father says, I feel this, what I'm saying to you. Our Heavenly Father wants you to realize something, that your life, no matter what stage it's in, it does not have to stay the way it is. That he wants to put a place in your life to where you realize by his grace and by his love that he can make your world amazing. Pastor Don, I know you have problems and I know you have rough days. You're right. I have struggles too. But the only difference is when the darkness comes climbing in, his light is shining. And I have hope in the middle of the storm. How amazing it is what Christ did for us. You know, uh, one thing a lot of people have gotten rid of and, and have stopped doing, and I had to kind of uh, fix this tree up for it myself, is they've, they've started taking the, the star off the top of the tree I thought little Grace uh, Morris had it about right. She told her 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 mom and daddy. She said, uh, uh, "They have this big bow and on top of their tree, like most people are doing nowadays." And she said, uh, "That bow's got to go. We need a star." <laughs> well, that's pretty awesome. So I came in here yesterday, and the bow went, and we've got a star, man. And the reason that people put a star is because the star led the wise men to where Christ was. And I want you to listen to me real carefully today. You see, I, we've been presenting the gospel all week long, but right now I really want to deal with those of you who have faith in Christ. Not only does Christ want you to know that he wants to live in you constantly and that his light wants to shine in your darkness, he also wants you to know that his spirit wants to lead you to the purpose for which you were created. 
See, when those three wise men came in, and I talked to you about this last night, they brought that gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The gold symbolizes he was king. The frankincense symbolized the fact that he was truth. And the myrrh symbolized that though he would taste bitterness, he would break through and bring blessings for us and heal us. What an amazing truth. They were fulfilling the plan of God for their lives. Let me just break this down for you. And I want you to understand something today. I have got a pretty good message over there in that iPad, and God's not letting me preach it right now. I want to break it down right where God's speaking to us right now. The power of the Holy Spirit wants you to know that your life will never be what you dream until you're living God's purposes. And he has sent his spirit as that guiding light to let you live out his purposes. And not only will he fill you with purpose, but he will fill you with peace and joy and love. How amazing. Man, I hope you're getting something out of this because I'm just following the Holy Spirit this morning. And I just want you to know that though there was a problem at one tree, another tree made a way. And at this tree, we learn how to live for Christ. For you see, not only does it have that life that we need, not only does it have the light that shines us the way in the darkness, what did his word say? His, his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. It's got the power of the presence of the Lord. You say, how do I, you know he will lead me? Because the Bible tells me that when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he will lead you into all truth. We have the spirit of God. Some of you are going, Pastor Don, I just don't know. That's what you felt earlier. That's what was stirring inside of you, was the Spirit of God. But then there's something else. There's, and people like these things differently. Um, there's these uh, decorations. Now, some of you may not like the way this one's decorated. I love it. Some of you may like them all, all to be gold, or some of you like them all silver. And some of, is there anybody in here that still does what they used to do where you throw those, the, 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 that stuff all over? Anybody do that? Yeah, we've got a couple of people that, that still throw See, people like difference. And that's okay. But I want you to realize why we decorate our trees. You see, because it was called a Christ tree. And they put the star about the purposes of Christ. They put the lights. I mean, that so that the beauty of what God could do and it could be shown to this man's children just like God wants you to see it. Then the ornaments were put there for a reason. Do you know what the Spirit of God wants to put in your life? He wants to, the Bible says you will know them by their fruit. It represents the fruit of the Spirit. That in your life, God didn't call you just to know him. He called you to live fulfilled. And what is the fruit of the Spirit? It's love and joy and peace and kindness, long-suffering, and all these different wonderful gifts that God has for us. And so the Christmas tree is an everyday testament. When you're sitting at home and you're putting up the Christmas tree, what you're really doing is saying, boy, God is good and I can live. Boy, Jesus shown a light that I can hope for. See, the world doesn't even know it, but the Bible says the heavens and the earth declare the glory of God. And even people who do not care have spent this season declaring that God is good and the gospel goes forth. Amen. We're talking about history and tradition, and we celebrate the fruit of the Spirit of God because when I'm living in His purposes, I have true joy. Oh, Pastor Don, you, you, you bought into your own story. You're right. 
You drank the Kool-Aid. Give me another gallon. Let me tell you why. The reason I declare that is because in the middle of my worst times, when I thought I could handle it and I dug a ditch that I could not get out of, my Jesus showed up and because of his power and because of his life and because of his spirit, I have been rescued. And when I feel like I'm going under, he still makes a way where there seems to be no way. And part of that reason is because It's the testimony of what God can do. You know, Paul and Stephen came in early. They were the first ones here this morning, just after I'd arrived. And as they were coming in and I was walking in, you know, at first I was like, boys, I just want to, I mean, here's two young men, right? You know, and, and, and they probably want to be sleeping in on Christmas morning. You know, that's the kind of the stage we're at. How many of you remember when your kids were like, you know, 3.30, ah, you know? And you got to bed about 1.30, yeah, you know. Well, last night, my house, I realized I now have teenagers. My children were like, if you wake me up before. <laughs> I was the first one awake this morning. I'm going, I'm laying there at 5.30. I'm going, I can't wait. <laughs> and so, and they come down, What? I'm sending them text. Are you awake? Well, I am now, you know. <laughs> Just warning them down there. <laughs> I've lost my point. <laughs> where was I? Anybody know where I was at? You weren't listening either. But anyways, all right. <laughs> Let me just tell you where I was getting to with that. Oh, the consistent with Paul and Stephen. I wanted to say to them, thank you for coming out on Christmas. But instead in my spirit, I said, thank you for being consistent and doing this every week. Because they get up early every Sunday morning and come to worship God. And I said, thank you. And I said, boys, therein is your strength that you will serve God every week. That you're not part of the poinsettia and lily crowd. You know what I'm talking about? That means Christmas and Easter. But that you're part of serving him every week. And a lot of times people forget about one of the most important parts of the tree. And in our story today, it's traditional to understand this, that underneath all the beauty, underneath all the work and the lights, there's a stand. Have you ever had a tree that just wouldn't fit in the stand? Have you ever had a tree that was bigger than the stand? Well, let me tell you, the strength of the stand will determine how Well, the tree stays up. How well the tree receives its water. The strength of the stand is important because without the right stand, the tree's going to die. Listen to me. The consistency of living in God's word and lining up with it will change your life forever. It will allow you to receive that water of life that flows from the presence of God. To say when everyone else may go this way, I have found somewhere that is safe to stand. There's a reason why this morning when I got in my car and I I turned that on and, and oh, they were singing their carols. I said, I want to worship. It's because I have realized that there is no greater joy than the presence of God. There is no greater power than I find in knowing his word is coming true in my life.
You can't outgive God. You can't outserve God. And here we talked about it last night. Everything you give to God, He turns around for your good. And you've got to have the right foundation. Part of that foundation is being involved in the body of Christ, having a good church. I've been talking a while. Y'all help me a minute. Getting plugged in and serving and working for Jesus. Without that foundation, you're going to find out something. It's going to go dry. Have you ever come up to your Christmas tree? And and if you have a fake tree, just be quiet a moment. But you reach out and you feel the tree. Why do you feel the tree? Make sure it's got plenty of water, right? Make sure there's plenty, everything's right in the stand. And if you come up and, you know, we've got, we've got a little tree that somebody, somebody brought me, Brother Roy brought me a, a gift tree and it's a beautiful tree and we've got it sitting right there by our, our fireplace and I keep checking, feeling it. Make sure I've got enough water on it to make sure everything's right. I don't want it to die. I want it to live. And you see, the cross, as beautiful as it is, the cross is what caused us to come to life. But the Christmas tree, the Christ tree, is what helps us live. We're reminding ourselves that without the light of Christ shining in us, and shining through us, the darkness can overtake us. We're reminding ourselves without the spirit of the living God that we live a life that though we may accomplish much, we will have no true sense of fulfillment. Without the fruit of the spirit, we will never really know. We will seek after things and we will fill our tree. I got this brother-in-law, he's six foot something. He's, he's got this deep voice and I'm watching him grow up and, and during, during Christmas time, he decorates Christmas trees and, and, and I'm like, what you been doing? Decorating trees. I'm like, you know what? That probably doesn't fit with you, but he's good at it. And you know what he told me? He said, the more, the better. He said, go buy all the ornaments you can, and, and people love to pay him to do it, and he's a master at doing it, and I'm so proud of him. And, and people, just, I mean, they really like the way he does it. And he said, Don, get as many ornaments as you can on that tree. And I thought about, you know, that's true, but that's the way we have to do in our life sometimes. And, and because it looks good on a Christmas tree doesn't mean that necessarily is what looks good on our life. Because we try to fill our lives up with so much But God says, let me fill you up with my peace and my presence and my joy, and you won't have to try to find the answer. You'll have the answer. And I thought, wow. When he said that to me, that just birthed in my heart. I appreciate him sharing that with me because I was like, wow, you know, that helps me decorate my tree. And then I thought about this message. I went, it gave me a good point. But you know what? Today, as we gather together, I want to remind you, That it's because of the living Christ and the foundation that he gives us and the hope that he gives us, because of that, we can live. Now, the question is, all right, is there anybody that's going to leave here today and take their tree down? Anybody that hadn't even put it up yet? Got a couple. You know what? What are you going to do with the tree now? I went into one of our families and they invited me over for dinner, and I was really excited to go in, and then great food, and, and I get into their house, and, and I look, and there in the corner is the Christmas tree. And I was like, what's up with that? It's July. You know? Christmas tree's there. And they see me look at it, and they went, you know, Pastor, we just wanted to celebrate the gift of Christ all year long. And I was like, that's powerful. 
And his wife's like, nah, he's just too lazy to take the tree down. (laughs) The question is, what are you going to do with the tree? You know, I mean, here, here, somebody gave me that one, Brother Roy gave me that one, so guess what? That's, I'm going to be real green, I'm planting the tree. Going to watch it grow. Pretty awesome, right? You know, will you stow it away until you need it again? Will you discard it because it has served its purpose? Stow it away? Take it down to the local Home Depot and throw it in the pile with the others? What are you going to do with the tree now that it served its purpose? And I thought about what are you going to do with the tree that represents the life of Christ? Will you place it in some prominent part of your life and watch it grow? Or will you stow it away for when you need its power? Or will we check off our visit there as my once a year activity? Listen to me. This is what Jesus said we must do with the trees of our life. If anyone wants to be my follower, you must Turn from your selfish ways and take up the tree, the cross, every day and follow me. Now, when I take up that cross, that means because of his sacrifice I can live, I also want to be able to look at the living tree and say, because of his power, I can live life more abundantly. Would you stand with me today? You need this power in your life. You need this victory in your life. You need this joy in your life. If you would, just bow your heads with me in this place. Listen to me real carefully. God wants to fill you full of his power. God wants to fill you full of his love. God wants you to have the light of Christ reflecting on you. He wants you to have the spirit of God leading you into true purpose And he wants you to know where you stand, having that fruit of the Spirit in your life, having a base in the Word of God. He wants you to be alive in him. So as you're praying in this place with me right now, I want to pray over you. And I'm going to pray that the healing power of God will touch your heart and touch your life. Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the grace of God, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, that we have not gathered around a symbol of the past, but we have gathered around a symbol that testifies to what Christ can do in us. Lord, today I loose the power of the Holy Spirit on these, your children. Lord, that the light of Christ might shine through them, that the power of the Spirit of God might give them peace, might give them joy. Lord, those that don't know what to do and don't know where to turn in life, Lord, I pray that you're going to bless them by your Spirit. Father God, that all here would be grounded and founded in your Word. And Lord, those who have feel like they are dry and they are brittle, one touch from the fountain of life, May they be restored in you. Now, with everybody praying this morning, I just want you praying all over this place. We're going to talk about the joy of the Lord, the joy of God. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Don, I've not been allowing the life of Christ to grow in my life. The Spirit of God has not been in control of my life. The love of God has not been in control of who I am. But you know what? Today, I want to make it right with Jesus.
I want to make things right with God. Nobody's going to call you from where you are and nobody's going to embarrass you. But we just want to pray with you this morning. In just a moment, this service is going to be a thing of the past. But if that's you today, would you just lift your hand so I can pray with you today? And you say, Pastor Don, I just want to make things right with God this morning. I just want to know him in the fullness of his resurrection power. Is there anybody today? We've seen so many lives changed. I know that many of you have places to go and the service is about to be a thing of the past. Amen. Now let me ask you this today. How many of you would say with me today, I want to live out the purposes of Christ in my life? Can I see your hands today? Amen. Hands all over this place. Father God, you see every hand. I thank you for the power of God. I thank you for the victory that comes through Christ. And I thank you for the joy of the Lord that is our strength. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.